ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live here. My name is Rob Howden, uh, coming to you from the beautiful Embassy Suites in uh, North Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I've been on the road since Road America, so it's been a couple of months uh, that, that we've been uh, going to, to Road to Indy events, IndyCar events, major karting events as well. Uh, but yeah, we are, we're back in Indianapolis. It'll be a 10-day stay until, cross our fingers, we get to the, the notice that we're able to head to Mid-Ohio for that IndyCar Road to Indy weekend on uh, September the 11th to 13th. But we have a fantastic battle uh, coming up at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, one of the standalone events that was put together to try to get the, the races we need with the, within all the issues with COVID-19. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course, of course, we didn't have the GP weekend. We weren't able to be there uh, first off in May and then not when they rescheduled uh, on top of the uh, the Brickyard 400. So we are going to get a chance, all the drivers on the road, Danny, and both USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000 are going to get a chance to go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. And it's going to be a Thursday, Friday show, not even a weekend show for us. So uh, it's Tuesday right now. We're only a couple days away. Load in tomorrow. Track walk, I believe, around 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So there are a lot of drivers who have never been to the Speedway before, who have never had a chance to race at IMS on the road course. And uh, in fact, three of them joining me here today. Uh, guests coming in today, of course, all kind of topical based on what's happened over the last couple of days. Devlin D. Francesco from Andretti Steinbrenner Autosport is going to join me coming off a massive victory at Worldwide Technology Raceway on the Oval. He's getting that win to kind of expand his point lead a bit in the championship. So uh, a great run for Devlin Green to checker victory. Plus two new drivers coming into the USF 2000 program. They'll make their debut here this particular week, Thursday and Friday, with Legacy Autosport. Michael Myers is joining me, and Simon Sykes will join us as well here later on in the show. So this is a good one. This is a packed one. And really an opportunity to get a chance to meet three people that we haven't seen on the road to Indy for the last number of years. The two drivers, Myers and Sykes, as I said, making their debut. And De Francesco even wasn't with us until the start of the season either. So really, it's a really good opportunity to kind of meet these guys. If you have any questions, I posted it up on the comments. Let me have a look. Do we have a couple of comments coming in already? I like that. We'll bring those up a little bit later. Feel free to keep those comments coming. Got more people dialing in here. We love it. All right, let's bring in our first guy. How am I going to do this? Let's bring in Devlin Francesco. Hi, Rob. Devlin, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? How about yourself? I'm really good. Uh, you know, I always say this is that, you know, at any race weekend, I'm never too high or I'm never too low, right? Because I'm, I never win. I never lose at races. You, on the other hand, you got to be on a bit of a high right now. That was a pretty big win for you and the team uh, at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I've really been working on staying calm, but it was quite hard to contain uh, the excitement and the emotions after the team have done an unbelievable, unbelievably fantastic job. Really got me, really have gotten me up to speed fast on the ovals. And, um, you know, we've had a great car all weekend. So really nice to to get the win there. But now all the all the focus is on uh, IMS this weekend. Well, you know, one of the reasons why we do this, especially with, with drivers that we haven't seen on the road to Indy before, and so I want to start with you on that. I'm like, let me just change this around a little bit. I'll get a little bit closer. I like that. Um, so let's talk about Devlin Francesco. I've had the opportunity to watch what you were doing. I was there when you were a young cadet Carter coming up through the ranks. You ended up moving to, to, to Europe. Let's talk a little bit. Give me give me that kind of the, the origin story about you going racing. How did you start? What led you into karting? And then talk about you going to Italy and, and, and doing what you did in Europe first. Well, the Christmas of 2005, my dad actually bought two go-karts and put them under the Christmas tree back when I was in Toronto. Yeah. And he went behind my mom's back and bought them. Ooh, ouch. So, <laughs> and it really turned into something uh, quite quite big. 
started racing, you know, in the, the Brian Stewart series in, yeah. in Canada and Bob up in Sutton and Leamington. Yep. And uh, we instantly fell in love straight away. You know, I was in Formula Cartways with someone named Dave Tennyson, did uh, all my practicing there with him. Yep. And uh, did all the Canadian Championship, Canadian National Championship. We moved to Florida quite recently, uh, quite soon thereafter. Back in 2007, uh, Florida Winter Tour, Scusa, Pan American Championship, uh, I mean, Mini Max and Micro Max. And uh, quite soon after that, went to, to Europe. It got very serious very quickly. Yeah, you got you got right into it. Well, when you were winning races and you always had the passion for it, so you dive right into it. So you, like so many guys, you did all the karting. Talk about your move to cars. You obviously did the karting until, until it was time to make that move into car racing. Where did you make that kind of entrance into cars, and, and what were your initial programs that you ran? So the very, very initial first program I did was something called Janetta Juniors in England with a team called HHC. Then uh, – just to learn tracks in Europe and British tracks and stuff to prepare for F4 the year after. And the very first single-seater stuff I did was the TRS Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand. Yeah. So sort of sent there uh, on my own uh, at uh, 16 years old. Yeah, by uh, yourself? Well, I had my 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 manager with me back okay. then, yep. a guy who looked after for a long time. Uh we're both very young. He was very young as well. And uh, six weeks there in New Zealand, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. One of the most yeah. one of the best experiences I I had, and uh, some really good memories there. And uh, raced against a lot of great guys. And, and you know, obviously, when you, when you look at the drivers who have worked their way to Formula One, or even to come back here, of course, as well uh, to run IndyCar, you did the Euro Formula Open Series. Uh, you jumped in, as you said. To, uh, how, did you do Did you do any F4 racing? I can't remember. Did you do a full season F4? So I did a season of F4 with Carlin, uh-huh. finished fifth uh, in the in the standings. There had three wins, and did almost a full season of the Italian F4 with a team called Mucca Motorsport. Uh, Carlin Motorsports, obviously uh, one of the legendary names. So you're you're part of that big list, right? Takuma Sato's in there, but you're a part of the list. What was it like running for Carlin? What were your thoughts? Of course, early on in your career too. They are a fantastic organization, really. They, uh, you know, they really taught me the ropes quite quickly. You know, I really, that's who I learned, where I learned everything from. You know, I had yeah. some great engineers there, great people there. And uh, I'll never forget where, where everything started. Yeah. So, yeah, the, obviously that you're moving up the ranks. The, the focus is potentially, you know, maybe we can make it to Formula One, whatever it may be. You end up getting the FIA Formula Three program. Talk about your time in, in F3. Well, the very initial F3 program, the Euro Formula Open, was with Car was with Carlin. It was with the the same people who I uh, who I had in F4. So it was nice to have that con- continuity. Um, finished third in the series there, won Spanish Formula Three, and uh, it was nice to be a race winner. And then uh, the year after that, we did uh, a couple races in FIA F3, but then straight to to GP3 with uh, with MP Motorsport. That was a uh, that was a big step and. Uh, Hugely enjoyable to be racing on uh, F1 weekends. I can imagine that would obviously, you know, get everybody in the road to Indy getting a chance to run on the IndyCar weekends. Well, what was it like to be part of an F1 weekend? That was special, you know, to be part of an F1 weekend, you know, great tracks and uh, the whole environment. It's, it is it is quite spectacular for sure. Oh, you decided to make the the move over here back to back home. Let's put it that way, right? Back into to North America. You, you live down in Miami, Florida, as you said. What was the motivation for you to, to change course from where you were in Europe to say, you know, I'm going to go back into the road, Danny. You were supposed to run Indy Lights this year. Let's make that, bring that up. Because yes. Indy Lights had a hiatus, you ended up coming back to run Indy Pro 2000. What was the motivation to come back to the U.S.? 
I really had a great opportunity. I, I actually met George Steinbrenner at the uh, 2019 Indianapolis 500 and John Jones. Sat down with them and uh, Mike Andretti also has been uh, has followed me for, for a long time. And um, we, we talked about it and went through a, a couple of things. And due to the, the pandemic and uh, everything, the every the deal came together, and uh, I wound myself up with a with an amazing group of people here in the U.S. The the Andretti Steinbrenner guys. Yeah, this is obviously a, a great group. We're great. We're really fortunate to have George with us, a young guy with a, a lot of passion for the sport. Connection, of course, with Colton Herta, brought him into Indy Lights. So you make this transition over again, folks. Talking here with Devlin D. Francesco, the most recent winner in, in Indy Pro 2000. You make this transition. You're supposed to go into lights racing. You're super excited about that, and then lights goes on hiatus with the, the COVID-19 shutdown. A number of drivers weren't going to be able to run. The fields looked like they were getting smaller. How did you spin your mind around when someone said, "Hey, why don't we go Indy Pro 2000 racing instead?" It was all a whirlwind, you know, because so many things were changing, and no one knew what you know. The world was going crazy at that yeah. point. You know, we weren't even allowed to leave our houses really. So. No one really knew what was happening. I, you know, it was great to actually be racing at all this year, to be very honest, with uh, sure. yeah. with how everything was. But, you know, I when I found out I'd be doing Indy Pro 2000 with Andretti, I was hugely excited and um, up to the challenge. I knew it would be a challenge for not – it would be straight in, you know, no testing, no anything, but uh, I knew we were up to the challenge. And still getting a chance to learn the racetracks, number one, and looking at the team of people they put around you, they are – you're working with Doug Zister, and you're, you know, you're working with a, a crew of Andretti people that will be with you next year in Indy Lights anyways. Yes, yes, the same people who um, who work on the Indy Lights side of it. Um, truly great people, you know, so much experience, so much experience on ovals. You know, they've, they've really – given me their full support and this team has really rallied around me and, and I really am so thankful to, to Michael and uh, Sean Jones and George and all these guys for giving me this opportunity. So let's we'll, we'll kind of fast forward our way through the start of the season before we get to the race that you just won at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Into the deep end, no testing really, right into the, the, this new car, you end up running at, at Road America and a couple of good finishes at Road America. Tell me how things went from the, from the get-go at the start of the season. We had a very good car, I have to say, in Road America. Straight in, we had uh, the balance was quite good. Qualifying, to be qualifying on the front row there, uh, and getting the pole there was uh, was hugely satisfying. But you you liked that racetrack too, didn't you? It's amazing. It's honestly my new favorite track. Road America really yeah. is my new favorite. You track. told me that. I know. That's awesome. There's you know there's no room for error. It's all high speed, and yeah. if you have a, an error, you know you're going to end up uh, in the wall somewhere. So uh, really high risk, high reward kind of place. No doubt. So let's go into the ovals now because you had a good run. You came on kind of the second half of the Freedom 90 at Lucas Oil Raceway and we're able to get a couple spots late to get to P4, almost the podium. And then you go to to, uh, to Worldwide Technology Raceway. You had, what, two two days in the car and then this every like two days in the car, three days in the car, four days in the car. You guys rolled off the trailer in really good shape uh, at that racetrack. It's, uh, it's a mile and a quarter. It's a fast racetrack, as you know. Uh, how good was it to come off the trailer with a car you can get comfortable with that's hugely uh relaxing for relieving for a driver you know not relieving it it gives the driver a lot of confidence for sure because you know the oval very high speed kind of stuff the wall's not too far away so you know but i have full as i said i have full faith in the andretti steinbrenner guys that uh, i knew they would deliver something a package very strong so throw off the trail with something that good was uh was hugely satisfying going into the weekend and confidence building that's for sure 
let's talk about the race. Green to checker. Uh, no one really able to challenge it. At the very end, Braden Eves, once he got by, I think if he had got by Arts and Petrov, you may have had a bit of a battle. But otherwise, man, you didn't put a wheel wrong. That that had to be confidence-inspiring as well. Momentum going into this weekend, knowing that you just hit the marks for the entire 55-lap race. No, for sure. I knew we'd be stronger in the race as well after qualifying because in the testing, that's really what we what we focused on was was the race balance and and how the balance evolved over the long runs. So, and we generally ran with a lot of fuel. So, I really was confident for the race, and uh, we tried something a few downforce levels in the warm up, and uh, we were quite confident with what we went in with. So, really, really, uh, again, huge props to those guys, and um, can't can I can't uh, express how thankful I am. How, uh, how much pressure does this take off you getting that first win? There never really was any pressure, to be very honest with you. You know, I I have a great such a great uh, group of sponsors, team of people around me who've been supporting me. So to be able to give back is uh, is huge. It's more of a rewarding feeling, to be very honest with you, than, than a relief. One of the interesting things, let's, let's start looking forward now to this uh, particular Thursday and Friday at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I have three guests joining me here. And not one of you drivers have, has have ever driven at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is nuts. How excited are you about getting a chance to finally roll out there onto the racetrack? Well, I've done a lot of uh, laps virtually you know, on the <laughs> AI simulator, you know, in the virtual world with all the esports, uh, all the esports stuff during the during the pandemic, with those guys in the in the the events hosted by Engine Media, um, the huge uh, hugely competitive uh, esports uh, events that's been put on there, but. Real life to be driving there is something I, I really can't wait for. I'm very excited for it. Let's uh, let's give you an opportunity. We'll let you we'll let you go in a couple of seconds or bring you back at the end of the at the end of the broadcast if you want to stay with us. Who do you want to thank right now? Because who who puts your program together? I, I guess I want to give you the opportunity to talk about you know what who it is that that works together with you, partners, whoever it may be that allows you to be here. Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a big team of people. You know, NG Media. You know, the biggest uh, media and esports company really in the world right now. Who has uh, has been supporting me massively? AS Simulators, you know, who uh, hugely successful simulator company. They ran the Ferrari Driver Academy for ten years. They've uh, you know supply simulators to all the top teams in Europe. Uh, Pure Canna, you know, CBD uh, a CBD uh, company product, CBD mm-hmm. product. Who um, you know for pain, inflammation, those sorts of things. I use their topical products, you know, when I'm sore after races and workouts. Hugely uh, amazing products there. Simply Mac, uh, one of the biggest Apple chains, supply yeah. chains, uh, you know, you can find other than Apple, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I really have some huge, great partners around me and uh, hugely thankful for them. Did you not have Kamoa on the side of the car? Kamoa the last- as well. Kamoa, you know, they came on board through AIS, actually. Okay. He, hi, uh, Kamoa came on board through AIS. Through Anton, you know, they've been very involved in our esports stuff with Fernando Alonso, yeah. and uh, they've been looking uh, exp- to expand into the U.S. And uh, it was great to have them on board and get the first win with them. Maybe, maybe they brought the luck for last weekend. That's the same. Maybe that's the luck. Hey, listen, uh, Devil and Francesco, I appreciate you joining me. Feel free to stay around to the end. We'll have a little roundtable if you want at the end. Otherwise, if you want to take off, that's fine. I appreciate you joining me here on the Insider Live. And dude, you get, you get the point lead going to Indianapolis. That's big. We're excited. We're excited. All right, man, I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. There he is, folks. Devlin Francesco. We'll drop him into the back here right now. Three guests, as I said. We're 17 minutes into the show. Hope you're enjoying everything right now. If you have any questions for anybody, make sure to post them up uh, below, and, and I'll take care of that. We'll get things dialed in here. Let's bring in our next, next guest right now because this is kind of interesting. 
Boom. Let's bring him in here. Uh, in the sim as well. Let me, let me pull this up here so we can see your name. Michael Myers is joining me. Michael, um, first off, welcome to the Insider Live. Thank you for having me, Rob. I appreciate it. Man, dude, big news <laughs> for you today. Listen, the cool factor is, folks, those of you who don't know about Michael, we'll get a little origin story for him as well. But here's a guy who uh, was in the, the competitive ATV world, uh, had an incident, ended up getting into simulations and decided to go road car racing, which I think is cool. Uh but you're also, listen, you've been trackside. You've been with the Legacy Autosport team all year. You've been working in the paddock. You've been you've been just kind of buying your time to get a chance to race. And for you, and I'll, again, we'll go through your, your resume before we go. But, man, big news to, for you. You make your USF 2000 debut this Thursday and Friday. you got to be just jonesing to get out on track. Oh, I'm beyond excited right now. It's <laughs> I've been at the track at pretty much every event I can get to, just helping out yeah. and doing what I can. And the opportunity came, and – jumped on it and <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. I'm beyond excited right. for it. So, okay. So we obviously do the same thing with Devlin, right? Started off with his origin story. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about your motorsports background and where you went. I'll pull this up when you get start talking. Like I grabbed this, I grabbed this. You can just uh, kind of explain this a bit. This was your world. This <laughs> yeah, was your world. Tell, world. Tell, me, tell me about your time in ATV racing. So I actually started when I was eight years old. I got my first ATV probably when I was four, actually. But it's it consumed my life till 2016. I, I've, it's a brutal sport. I, I won multiple national championships in it, local championships. Yeah. I, I was climbing the ranks, and then I was actually shooting for my second national championship there. And in 2016, I suffered a broken femur. That kind of shifted my direction in the motorsports industry. I can imagine. And yeah, it, it was a pretty bad wreck, but I recovered well and got on the simulators. Actually got hooked up with Kelly Jones and Darren Manning. And yeah, yeah. it's been a pretty good transition so far. So what was the motivation? Uh, where, where did you go when you went from say, to say, hey, you know what? I, I, the ATV stuff happened. You obviously got hurt, as you said. <laughs> When was the split that you flip the switch and go, I'm going to go try this. I'm going to go try something different. So with a broken femur, you have a lot of downtime. So <laughs> I, I was couch bound for probably, I think it was like six months or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And yeah. I somehow found my way to gain an interest in road racing. And yeah. I actually told my parents, Hey, I want to try out karting. Cause I never did that. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a big thing to, to mention. So many other drivers of the road, yeah. Andy came up through karting, you know, <laughs> Like like Devlin, um, yep. you you know you didn't do that at all. You came straight in. So did you do any karting at all, or was it all simulation to start? So I did a single kart test at Newcastle when I was I think eleven. Okay. But I just never really picked up on it, and I continued doing the off road stuff. Yep. So it was definitely something different to me. And when I told my parents I wanted to go back karting, my dad was like, ah, "I told you so." <laughs> but, <laughs> I like. We actually went straight to the simulators. Uh, Kelly Jones from Racecraft One, and he pretty much evaluated me, told me if I was good enough or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we actually found Lucas Oil School of Racing, and I did a season with them. Went really well, and yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's just say how really well it went. You you went into the Winter Series, you won the Winter Series Championship, yep. then you ran in the full National Formula Car Series Championship, and you end up finishing second. Just just shy of being able to win a scholarship. Uh, so I'm going to say that coming out of simulations, you're, you're, I find it, it's a really interesting case because 
you, you have some kind of motorsports background. I saw some of the video on your website and on your Facebook page of ripping around on the ATV. So you understand the, the power, the throttle modulation. You understand all that. You get into cars through, through simulations. Then you transition into the, into the real cars. Oh, yeah. um, how much different was that? I'll ask that question before we talk about this weekend. What was the, was there, what was the major difference you felt going from all that simulator time to finally getting behind the wheel of a Formula car? It was wild, but the simulator actually translated pretty well. Okay. So obviously you're missing some of the feelings like the wind, the smells, the feel yeah. of the car. You're not getting shake around constantly unless you're in a motion sim. But True. I, it, the transition was pretty smooth, honestly, because I got the basics down on the simulator. Obviously, coming from the off-road side of things, you're sliding around constantly. You're moving all over the bike. But in a car, it's mainly focus and coordination between your hands and pedals yeah. at that point. Um, so it was definitely new to me, but I feel like the transition went really smooth because when I got into the cars with the Lucas Oil Basic School, it went really well. They pretty much taught me everything I needed to know that I didn't get on the simulator, like yeah. learning how to use a clutch. Cause that was honestly my first time using a clutch pedal because yeah, that's crazy. Um, isn't it? Yeah. It's wild, but it, it was pretty smooth. I I'm very happy with how it went. So you're obviously super dedicated to this program. It's one of the things I love seeing because I see you at the racetrack right now. You, 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 whether you're a tire guy for legacy or whatever you're doing, your track, <laughs> whether you're track side. And Mike, I'm telling you, that, that means a lot to me and a lot of people in the paddock as well. That You're not just at home trying to find the money and then maybe you'll show up and you have cash. You're track side. You're learning. You're building relationships with people. You've had a chance to have one day uh, in the car at Mid-Ohio before you come to this week this week's race. I'll bring that shot up as well. Talk about what was what it was like to get into the USF 17 at Mid-Ohio. I can't express how much I was smiling that whole time I was sitting in the car. <laughs> I, I, I was ear to ear smiling that whole time. I loved it. But yeah. to actually get behind the car that's been sitting in the garage for a while, it it <laughs> that was probably one of the best days of my life, yeah. honestly. So. So, okay, so we're, we're going into this weekend. You've had this test, right? You, had, you, got, you got some yep. great seat time, the emotions of it. Now you come into now, – now it's real world, right? We're, yep. we're, we're getting at it. You're getting back to competition, what they used to have in the ATV world. Um, you come in as a rookie. Tough, it's tough to make your debut midway through the season because the rookies ahead of you already have seat time. You're coming in here. What expectations are, and what are the targets for you on Thursday and Friday uh, at, at IMS? So I'd like to progress very slowly through the weekend, but obviously start off strong. I, I'd like to be in the top five by the end. I know that's going to be really tough with this field, mm -hmm. but that's my ultimate goal. Obviously, I'm going to race, and I don't go to race to finish fifth. I want to win. Yeah. So I'm going to be shooting for it, but my expectations and goals are top five, be up there, be competitive, show some aggressive passes and moves and – slowly build throughout the weekend working on my lap times and just maturely build up throughout the weekend so you, you announced today obviously that you're going to be at the, at the indianapolis motor speedway what are the thoughts of getting to mid-ohio uh in a week's time new jersey st petersburg uh, is the budget together for that or is this kind of a one-off to get things underway so we're doing everything we can to hit as many events as possible this year so i would love to be at mid-ohio soon and maybe finish out the rest of the season. We'll just have to see kind of what happens after this event. Yeah. And I'll be able to answer that question then. Well, obviously like Devlin and like uh, Simon, uh, it'll be your first laps at Indianapolis Motor Speedway as well. Uh, is, is, the, <laughs> is, is the first lap around in that practice going to be just kind of taking in the aura of being at the racetrack? Oh yeah, definitely. 
for sure right. for sure <laughs> i've done some laps on the simulator obviously I, yeah. i've done a lot of laps we did the e-series there too so yeah, yeah, I had e composition yeah yep. good some man competitive experience there so it'll be good all right man well listen i appreciate you joining me hang with me as well we'll bring you into the at the end for the round table uh, folks, sure. that's that's uh, that's Michael Myers. Excited to have him coming with us. And just such a cool uh, storyline because when you look at USF 2000, there's drivers that I've known through all my work with eCarding News and all the races I've I've announced that I've watched them come through, like Devlin, uh, who have you know been come through cadet karting, junior karting. But then there's guys that have come in from different angles, which I think is really really exciting. And I find this one really intriguing. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Michael uh, can do. Uh, this weekend again his if he's thinking about 2021 the focus has to be on just getting that seat time right getting that experience being with the team understanding the 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 logistics of a race weekend all that stuff is so much different uh people that have been in the program in the road didn't for a number of years have that you know, they know what they know what registration is like they know what driving up to the grids like they know what the first sessions are like it's it has to be a lot to take in i'm sure that michael's going to really enjoy it Another driver is going to do exactly the same thing. A little more car seat time for this particular driver here. He's one that I've been watching for the last number of years. He's done some races in the F1600 championship and actually is the F1600 championship leader right now. Let's bring in Simon Sykes. Simon, how are you? Great, Rob. How are you? Uh, thank you for holding on. I appreciate it. I put you back in the uh, studio for 25 minutes to bring you out here. But, man, uh, I'm glad you are able to join us. And you've got to be as excited as these guys to get uh, to IMS. Absolutely, I am. Thank you for having me. That's great uh, to have you. Hey, we've been watching you for a long time. I'm, I'm excited to finally get you on the show. I know. I, I feel like we've been talking for years now. I, right? Way back in my first Team USA uh, yeah. selection process in 2017, I've been looking to try and make it into USF 2000. So yeah. it is absolutely thrilling to be able to finally accomplish that. So give me your origin story. What, uh, when, when did Simon Sykes say, I want to be a race car driver? Very, very early on. I, I must have been... Three years old, I okay. think, when I first uh, first got into racing. We wow. used to watch uh, NASCAR on Sundays with BLTs in the living room. And nice. I said, I want to be a professional race car driver. And my parents said, when you're old enough, uh, you can start racing. And I All guess right. they thought I would be probably 16 and have to have a, a license before I could really start racing. <laughs> but I went to school and I found a book that I could start racing go-karts at the age of five. So, where, so, did, so where did you start racing karts at? So to, to hold true to that, my dad got me my first cart for my fifth birthday, and uh, I, I drove it around the driveway a little bit, and then we found a track about uh, an hour and a half away from our house, okay. and I, I started racing heavily there. Uh, I spent almost every weekend there just racing as much as I could. So what, uh, what, listen, I'm a karting guy. You got to tell me what track it is. Where, where, where Barnesville, Barnesville, Georgia. A legendary Barnesville. Like, look, that, dude, that's one oh, of yeah. the legendary racetracks in American karting. That's awesome. I love that track. Yeah, I've always cool. have. It's uh holds a special place to me. I bet. Um, yeah, I got to start start racing when I was five, and I quickly started moving up. Started winning at Barnesville. Went mm -hmm. to regionals. I won the FKCS championship. Yeah. Uh, and then I finished. Uh, was it maybe 2008? I finished second in the Rotex Micromax Challenge. Okay. And I kept running. I ran WK and USBKS throughout my karting career, uh, mainly in the Yamaha categories. I ran a, uh, into a one one USBKS race, so I got one national win. Hey, listen, that's, that's one more than me. Well done. That's good. So <laughs> Thank you. So out of karting, what's the transition to cars? When do, when do you say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm ready to go"? So go? I was about fourteen when I started uh, getting into car racing, and I got through in the Skip Barber Racing School. Started there, uh, did their basic schools, uh, their advanced schools, mm -hmm. and then I ran the full uh, I think 2016 championship series, which okay. ended up being a very heavily stacked field. Uh, guys yeah. like 
Kyle Masson, who won the 24 Hours of Daytona a year later, Timo Rieger, Andre Castro, Bailey Mickler, a whole bunch of guys that have uh, come through the road to Indy. And so I, I spent the whole season there. I must have finished third in the championship at the end and rookie of the year. And I immediately went into the, the next winter series. Um, and I won the winter series championship uh, in 2017. And I was uh, picked as a team USA nominee yeah. uh, that year for the first time. Uh, very, very exciting experience. Super oh, yeah, thrilled. Right. I got to do that. Um, I didn't, I didn't go all the way, but it was a, it was a great experience. Uh, and I built on that. I, that was when I first uh, got in one of Greg Rice's, uh, F1600 cars that year. Yeah. Uh, I had, <laughs> I had my first F1600 race, which was awesome. And then I ran a full season of F2000 in 2018, uh, in the FRP series, uh, did fairly well over there. I started off with the championship lead and a win. Uh, ran the full season, was a Team USA nominee once again. And then I was looking at options for the next year. And it's it's been a long time. I mean, I ever since the first F-1600 race, the goal is USF 2000. Right. And years later, now now I'm here. I uh, 2019, I didn't, didn't do a whole lot. I did a couple one-offs with Greg in the F-1600 cars. I uh, got some good wins there. And then we put a deal together to do the full FRP F-1600 championship series this year. Uh, and all before COVID hit. And, and, so, and, you're, and you're rocking in that program right now. You, you have a solid point lead, a couple of weekends still to go in the mm-hmm. series. Uh, you know, you're battling out with your teammate, Jackson Lee. You've had some unbelievably close races, like I, literally like an inch of the line. I've seen, I've seen the video and the pictures of those as well. You got to be thrilled with the way this season's going. And of course, being able to jump into the USF, hopefully for the end of the year as well for you. Mm-hmm. How much different are you from that first time you got into the F1600 card to where you are now driving the 1600? I'd say uh, much different just based yeah. on experience. I mean, my driving style is the same as it was years ago, but building on the experience I have, I was able to take that into the first weekend of uh, this season and sweep the whole weekend with wins by more than seven seconds each. So it's really the, the comfort in the car mm-hmm. that I was able to able to build and really, really get to a place where the car and I were one okay. um, and have had a really, really good season so far. I've it won at least once in every single event I've run this year. That's big. That's, been, that's it's been awesome. It's been a great year and uh, topped off with some quarantine sim racing, as you know. Well, we'll talk. About, I'm going to come to that in a second. Uh, let's talk about now moving into this week, this Thursday and Friday, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Devils never raced there. Michael's never raced there, but at least they've been there. You literally have never driven under the bridge, under the tunnel to come out into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This is going to be a lot to take on when, tomorrow when you get to the racetrack. Absolutely. I'm 19 years old. I've been racing for 14 years and never once have I been to the, to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's crazy. It's ridiculous, but I'm ecstatic to finally be able to go. So let's talk about how this pro- this deal came together. That's one thing I want to talk about. We know that mm-hmm. Michael spent some time with the team throughout the year trying to put a ride together. You're obviously running with with Greg Rice and Rice Race Prep in their in their cars uh, in the F1600 program. Um, how did this come together for you to end up being at IMS? So honestly, with the great start of the season we had, I was uh, I was looking at options for next year. I'm like, how am I gonna how am I gonna make this happen? It's yeah. almost the almost impossible task of building that budget for a season of USF. And so I just kept building on my wins. And at VIR, I was talking to Johnny Baker. I've known for a while as RTI, RTI development manager. Yeah, and uh, I knew him way back when he was working with Team Pelfrey. And he said, let's make it happen. Let's get you in a USF car. Um, I'll, I'll help you any way I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he actually had been talking to Will Marotti, 
who yeah. had contacted him, uh, interested in putting a USF program together. And Marathi, this is his first year in USF 2000. He mm-hmm. had uh, previously partnered with the um, Oriole Servia in the 100th running yeah. the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. And so he, he's been working really, really hard to put some deals together. And we started talking um, and said, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Um, and I was not not expecting it at all. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see myself in a USF 2000 car this year. Uh, maybe next year, but I, I never thought it would happen uh, this quickly. So I asked the same question to you that, uh, that I asked to Michael, what's, what's the expectation? What's the target coming in here? Right. You, you, mm-hmm. you can't have it in your mind. Hey, I'm going to go for a race win. Maybe you do have that in your mind, but overall I, I got to get experience here. I got to come in and learn everything. I got to learn the team. I got to do everything. What is the overall expectation for you for this, for this week? Well, obviously a race one's always in the back yeah, of your mind. Of I mean, yeah. it, it just is. You're uh, a racer, of course. It's, yeah. it, it'd be it, hugely hugely difficult with such a strong field so i'm looking to just make a really strong debut um improve my pace throughout the weekend and uh, build experience for next year to have a really really strong 2021 season um results i I don't know i'd I'd love some top fives that that would be absolutely absolutely amazing uh so we'll see if we can make it happen but really just looking for experience so yeah so let's okay i'm obviously looking forward to seeing you get on track i think it'll be tremendous to, to see at ims the whole COVID-19 thing was interesting. Obviously I ended up announcing, I think 39 total iRacing events mm-hmm. across different platforms. And it was awesome. Uh, Chad Frankenfield put on a couple, a bunch of races with a bunch of IndyCar drivers. And this, I want to throw this in real quickly because it was going to be a couple IndyCar drivers and all of a sudden the momentum came. And so Chad's got these races he's putting on. We're of course streaming them on the different services. And I had a chance to do lots of, a lot of the play by play. And I know you you and I were talking like, okay, I'm in the open side right now. I really want to, I'm, I'm an open wheel racer. Can I get into the guaranteed side? So I talked and we got that dialed in for you to be able to not have to qualify into all these races and be able to start more close to the front. Um, I announced all these races. You were in all of them. The crazy thing about this is, Simon, obviously you're a great sim racer. Uh, you, you gained a lot of respect from a lot of people because I know it's just sim racing. No, I hate saying the word just sim racing because I gained so much respect for it, uh, calling all those races. But here you are up there battling with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, Kyle Busch, uh, uh, Tony Kanaan, Ryan hunter Ray, like literally um, rubbing virtual fenders with some of the superstars of the sport. And that was absolutely astounding. One of the highlights of my life really to run with those guys. I mean, just people that I've been watching since I was little, uh, dreaming of uh, racing against one day and and to happen in the way that it happened was uh, hilariously surprising. Right. Um, And and like I said, I talked to a lot of the guys afterwards. You you gained a lot of respect for people on that because, you you know, sometimes you get up there, you'll see some racers that get up there and maybe drive over their heads a little bit because they want to, you know, they want to have a good result against these guys. Because I remember one of the races you were side by side for four or five laps with, uh, I think it was Bush below you. And I want to say right behind you was Hunter Ray or something. He kept trying the high side and I was holding my breath for you, but you acquitted yourself very well. Thank you. Yeah, that was, I think that was the Daytona IndyCar race, which yeah, was actually yeah. insane because yeah. Chad put together a race where we ran IndyCars at the Daytona International Speedway. Yeah. And we were ended up bump drafting an IndyCar at 250 miles an hour on the simulator, right. which it was, it was awesome. It was crazy. It was a crazy wow. finish. Unfortunately, there was a crash on the last lap and we all yeah. went flying, but yeah. it was really, really fun to run around run around those guys well, it, it gave us something to, to, to watch during the, the COVID-19 situation for sure all right let's bring all the guys back in here let's do a little free-for-all at the end let's bring them back there we go we got everybody back in here let me get the right deal up here let's go with this one here uh guys we're back in let's uh we'll go around the horn let's start with you Devlin Francesco first you come into uh this event at Indianapolis on the road course 
with a lot of momentum. You know, you had a really good run to fourth at Lucas Oil Raceway. The old, you get the ovals done with a big victory at Worldwide Technology Raceway as well. Can you tell me a little bit about the momentum and the confidence of your team? Is it, I would have to think, even though it was kind of, I don't want to use the word thrown together, but they grabbed guys and brought them together for this for this Indy Pro 2000 team. I got to think you guys are gelling like crazy now moving to this, this particular part of the season. We've really come together strong. Yeah. And as I said, the, the team really rallied around me and they've given me all their support, uh, which I really am thankful for. But they've really put, give me a good race car. You know, me and Doug have worked really well together and uh, we've definitely made the car much better from the, from the first race weekend. And, um, you know, we've just been constantly improving and uh, excited to start here at IMS. One question I have, and I'll wrap up with you with this. Uh, you obviously were coming over, you had the budget together, you were going to go Indy Lights racing. <laughs> that doesn't happen because Indy Lights goes on a hiatus. You come back to Indy Pro 2000, you're the point leader right now. We've got, what, maybe three more weekends still to go, four weekends if we're lucky, right? If we get to here, mid-Ohio, uh, New Jersey, and then uh, and then we'll be at, hopefully in St. Petersburg. You may end up coming out of this with a scholarship, a million bucks to go run Indy Lights. That's, uh, that has to be something that was a surprise for you. Yes, for sure. I mean, the team have really done an outstanding job. I mean, if you told me we'd be leading the championship, uh, you know, when all this craziness of COVID was happening, I would have been quite, uh, well, not surprised because, I mean, let's be honest, I have a great team around yeah. me, but it's definitely hugely rewarding. You could say it like that. It's definitely hugely rewarding. It's definitely been a change, a little alteration to, I think, the plans that you had for 2020, that's for sure. We, we, we had said it before we came on that, that everybody else, 2020 has been horrible. It's actually been pretty good for you. It's really been great, I have to say. You know, it's really been a tough year for a lot of people, but this yeah. has been a great year for, for me and uh, for the Andretti Steinbrenner guys, for sure. I think both the other guys, I think it's a pretty good year as well. Michael, let's come to you. Um, you know, you've been with this team throughout the season, which I think is great. It's going to allow you to really make a kind of a seamless transition from uh, working with the tires, doing whatever they were telling you to do to get behind the wheel. You'll be the driver uh, this particular weekend with the team al alongside Simon. Uh, how's that feel? The fact that you've been working with these guys, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Now you're going to be the guy that's in the car. Oh, it just instills even more confidence with it. These guys are great. I, I love working with Legacy. I've been hanging out with the engineers at all the events too, trying to see how they work and mm -hmm. communicate with that because I've obviously never experienced anything like that before. So being able to work so closely with all the crew and pretty much everyone there, it, it's awesome. It's a great group of guys, and I'm excited to run with them. I like it. I think that you, again, as I said before, you show the dedication uh, of putting in the time trackside with the team as a grunt for, for you know for the for the most part, just working whatever you could do, whatever it is. I think that's amazing. So good yeah. for you on that deal. I think the transition will be great. Simon, we'll wrap up this around the horn with you. You're going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, your first time coming under the tunnel and coming out to this amazing racetrack. Uh, any final thoughts on going there right now? It's, it's, is the track walk tomorrow afternoon something you're looking forward to as well? Absolutely. Uh, setting foot on the track for the first time is going to be great. Um, and so I might even try to get some uh, simulator experience there tomorrow with the guys that are there. Uh, try and prepare as best I can. I, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, first time doing all of this, so I'm just thrilled to be there. Anybody you have uh, coming to coach with you or do you have a particular, a particular spotter that you might be working with? Uh, I'm working with Will Marotti and his crew. Um, yeah. It's a technical partnership with Legacy uh, yeah. Autosport. And so I did a test with them last week at Putnam Park, um, and I worked really well. Um, Tim Shank uh, was a great, great mechanic the whole way through. And uh, so I'm just looking forward to working with those guys again and see what we can do.
But here's a couple of questions that we did have. We had one from Elaine St. Clair. She said, for Michael and Simon, is this just a one-off or will you be driving again in USF 2000 this year? Uh, Michael, we kind of touched that first and foremost, but the goal was to try to see if we can do more races, correct? Yeah, I'd love to finish out the season. Yeah, okay. And what about you, Simon? Same thing? Yeah, so I think we're planning on maybe doing uh, one, two more events after this one, this season, and really just building towards the 2021 season and trying to put a full deal together for that. All right, Michael, Richie Bowen says, uh, what have you named your race car? Is that something you do? Are you a you guy that names your car? I got to drive it in a race to get a name for it. <laughs> I like so. that, too. I like that. Oh, wait, hold on. What the hell is this all about, Chris? Are you using a new hair gel? <laughs> I put something in there. I didn't want to look. I had, I had a bedhead when I woke up, Chris. Leave me alone. You look great, Rob. I appreciate that, guys. Elise Lane goes, she didn't know I even had any hair. I will say this, I shaved my head during the COVID uh, at one point. Nobody knew about that, but I had my head shaved pretty, pretty bald. It was solid. And uh, Chris Pantani, this is for you, Devlin. I want that Yankee hat, George Michael. <laughs> so, of course, the connection between the Steinbrenners and the Yankees. I love that hat as well. And last but not least, we'll drop this out here for you guys from Legacy Autosport. Great job, guys. Can't wait to get a podium with Myers and Sykes at the race uh, in India. Thank you for the awesome interviews. Rob, hey, I'll take that. I'm the best in the business. I like it. Absolutely. Guys. This was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. And if we ever do this again, you will you will be able to say that I have raced at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah. There you go. Devil, thank you, Devil, thank, thank you, Rob. Michael, thank you. Thank you. Simon, thank you very much, buddy. Thanks, Rob. Drop these guys up. Boom, boom. Great interview, guys. Awesome to talk to two brand new racers on the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires and Michael Myers and Simon Sykes. Great job for both of them. And then Devlin Francesco, of course, has been one of the bright lights in Indy Pro 2000 this year. Scheduled to run Indy Lights. That program getting put on hiatus till next year, which is going to be big next year. But he's obviously putting on a great show uh, to, uh, to, to run here in Indy Pro 2000. Point leader heading to this event on Thursday and Friday at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Again, as always, it will be streaming on the Road to Indy TV app, uh, IndyPro2000.com, USF2000.com. Uh, if you're watching here on Facebook, I appreciate you, all your comments. Thank you very much. If you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor. I think it's right, it's right over there. Uh, give me the like button, please, and subscribe to the channel. I really would appreciate that. It's going to help uh, get more content rolling here. And, and as always, I'll make this into a podcast that will be available on the Road to Indy TV app as well as my Podbean account and the iTunes and Google Play as well. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. I do appreciate it. It is Tuesday. We are two days away from racing at the greatest track in the world, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We hope you guys tune in. Take care. Book it.